Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yeah, we were, uh, let's see, we're 10th in rush per game, 8th in pass yards per game, 1st in interception percentage, 4th in sacks per play, uh, 11th in first downs per game, 7 in yards per game. So we just got to do better in red zone. And with that, we begin this week's episode of Purple Access. Zolgad, Star Tribune sports columnist, Chip Scoggins, executive producer, Declan Goff. And that was the voice of Vikings head coach, Mike Zimmer. And Chip, I have a a long-held theory (laughs) that basically originated with our covering of the downfall of Brad Childress. And I saw it yesterday. Coming out, a coach coming out and, and having told a PR person, to give him a bunch of positive stats that he can read and at his press conference and then give a wink to I don't know whom um, is usually the beginning of the end. That is never a good good sign. I think situations like this play out through a process, like it's just a very typical process. That was what that was a part yesterday i think of being past the point of a return of of the hope of this thing either a being turned around or probably more importantly to zim him keeping his job yeah it feels uh i don't know desperation or defensive or however you want to categorize it but yeah when a coach brings prepared stats knowing that he's going to get asked certain questions um tells you that uh he's feeling the pressure of the job right and ultimately, you know, stats can be misleading, and, and coaches are the first ones to tell you that. So um, at the end of the day, at the moment of truth to go win a game, the defense failed, and the head coach called two timeouts. And so um, – and, and now you don't have your best player on defense. And so, yeah, I mean – I didn't, I didn't judge the other night. I woke up and I was like, you know, it wouldn't shock me if they, if there was a coaching change. I didn't, I didn't expect it. Right. But it felt like one of those watershed losses like Childress's Green Bay to me. Um, I don't know if it was to the point where it was that bad where you felt like Childress had lost the locker room and you couldn't go forward. I, I didn't get that sense, but it's when you're an owner, and you're at home in a big game, prime time, only game being played, and the fans are booing the living heck out of your team, and you play that poorly against that quarterback who had basically never played in the NFL, mm-hmm. 
again, that felt like a watershed loss to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this feel so I'm with you. And, and I actually think that this team being this team and, and again, these situations play out fairly typically. I yeah. fully expect that there will be a defiant bounce back here. Like, I think we all think they're going to go into Baltimore and get shellacked. Um, my experience has been that's not necessarily the case, but they do have the Packers around the corner. They play Baltimore. They play at the Chargers in Los Angeles, and then they play the Packers here. And it's that type of game where if the Packers come here, and they, they might not now because they, they, you know, starting with yesterday, clearly have some situations with uh, Rodgers, but if they come in here and beat you badly, that's the type of thing where I think the Wilfs will probably be at their breaking point. Yeah, and um, yeah, it, it didn't feel like to compare it to the Childers thing, like that you felt like the players could not go forward with him. I, I don't right. get that sense here. Um, I mean, we're not in the locker room, so we don't get the sense like we normally would, right, mm-hmm. when you're around guys all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your point about the bounce back, one, it's the NFL. It happens all the time, right? As as my colleague Mark Craig says, when everybody's going this way, it's going to go the other way, right? That's just how it works. And and it's just kind of this team's makeup where as soon as you think they're just awful and they, they surprise you with the performance. Um, but the way that offense is going now, and I don't think we can underestimate this Daniil Hunter loss, because their line just does not have a pass rush now. Mm-mm. And I think it sounds like they'll get Pierce back right this week, and that'll um, obviously, I think, help the run defense. But in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback, we saw it in the second half the other night, Judd. There was that Cooper Rush was allowed to get comfortable. And if if they can't get pressure on the quarterback, how is that secondary going to hold up? I just, I just, I don't see how this is going to work without Pat P, too. So it's Breland yeah, yeah, and next two more things. Yeah. And Breland and I, I mean come on, Breland is has been a disaster back there. He literally tipped the ball to Amari Cooper on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Like that that pass uh in, in fact the best thing that I've heard so far in, in the past uh 4 days is or 3 days. Andre Patterson was the first guy the, the what co-DC and defensive line coach during his press conference chip on Wednesday got up there and said that ball should have been picked. And if that ball is yeah. picked, everything else doesn't happen. I mean, that's yeah. the type of, that's the type of play that this defense has to make. Like there's no, it's not good enough not to make that play. And when they don't make that, that play, it's the begin, it's the disintegration because, and Chip, I, I mean, look at the last three games, right? Detroit, Carolina. Now you won both those games and Dallas, you have absolutely defensively come unglued at the worst yeah. time, and your head coach is known as a defensive head coach. And, and and a lot of that is because these teams are in desperation mode where they're throwing it. And how? And I know the Cowboys have really, really exceptional wide receivers and they're fast and good and all that. But I mean, just the cushion that those corners were giving him, yep. because I think they're just they're not good enough to be up on them, and so they're laying up and. and even quarterbacks as inexperienced as Cooper Rush yep. is going to is going to make those completions if you're not getting pressure on him. And so, uh, it, when you look at the next three weeks, Joe, with the quarterbacks they're going to face, and the, it's just it's a tall order for this defense. And 
it goes back to what we've talked about for the last however many weeks. If if the defense is going to give up those points, the offense has to be able to be aggressive and throw the ball down the field. I, I could not for the life of me understand what the offense was doing uh Sunday night. I, I just I couldn't hey, understand. The scripted it. play was great. The scripted plays to start the game were great. I have no idea what you're oh, you're talking about the rest yeah. of the football <laughs> game. Oh, screw that's that. A, scripted plays right. are great. Can, can, did you script the entire game, Judd? Um, how much is that? How much are we finding, though, Judd, that this is a, a young court, uh, coordinator learning how to do the thing on the job, learning to call play? Because you can script all you want, and he, it, it's great. It's been beautiful. It's been effective. But then when, it, when you have to shift into, okay, reactionary, what's the defense doing, game situation, what do I call here? It's just – not working. And, and, and to think there weren't, there wouldn't be these growing pains for a young coordinator doing this for the first time, I think is probably naive, especially with a head coach that wants things done a certain way. That's yeah. That, and you know, we, we talked about this from day one of Clint being promoted to that job, a guy who has never in his life been an OC before, you know, I think his most responsibility, responsibility in a coaching job was quarterbacks coach to Kirk for the last two years before 2021. And we've talked about this, you know, for Mike Zimmer, who's incredibly demanding and Kirk cousins, who is, who is probably to use the best term needy for Mike to give Clint this job was questionable. And now you're seeing exactly why you need a, you need a veteran coordinator who can take control. And Clint can't, and it's not even Clint's yeah. fault. He's a kid, you know. I'm sorry, he's a kid. So, uh, but yeah, that offensive performance on Sunday was bizarre. And and Kirk reverted back to being panicky and just trying to get rid of the ball. Yeah, and the pressure. And the pressure was bad. I, I don't know. I didn't see the stats. I assume that was one of the highest pressure rates game he's had. It was. Um, I think the ball this year. Yeah, or maybe since his time here. I don't know, but um. So he was just getting the ball in his hands. But I still think there were opportunities down the field that he just was not willing to take. Um, and I, I think it's because the pressure got to him and he felt like every time he dropped back, he's going to have somebody on him. So I got to get rid of the ball. And and whether that was the case or not, sometimes it was, sometimes it wasn't. And they just got, just felt like they were completely discombobulated on what mm-hmm. they were even trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Right, or how because, to go about it. Yeah. Right. Right, because it it start it starts with when the offensive line does not play well, and look, it there's going to, to be times it does not. Kirk gets th- thrown off, and then he checks down. In fact, Zim took the Zim took the obligatory sort of passive aggressive Kirk shot on I think it was the Monday press conference when he said because somebody was a- asking about the lack of of consistent deep shots or basically after the scripted plays deep shots at all and mike said the first play of the game was supposed to be a deep shot and they covered it and we checked it down i mean but that's what kirk is going to do and and courtney cronin of espn had a great stat stat that phil read on the show today which is mind-boggling get this Last season, I believe the Vikings with Gary Kubiak as the OC and Kirk as the quarterback were something like eighth in play action passes, okay? Eighth. Mm-hmm. This year, Chip, they're 29th. 
Like why? What's what's for the drop? That's a great question. There's no explanation for it. Especially when you have that running game. Like that's that's the whole purpose, right? Use Dalvin to sit with the play action to set up. Thing. I have I have no idea. But and what's really bizarre is it's one thing that we know Kirk does really well. Like yeah, like Kirk's not as I told Phil and Dex. Kirk's not at the point in Kirk's life where Kirk is going to change. Like, let's abandon play action because we got something else for Kirk. You know, you know what Kirk no. can, can do well. Why on earth yeah. would you scheme away from something that, you know, that Gary, your dad, found absolutely positively works for Kirk Cousins? Yeah, as I'm sitting here trying to... I can't rationalize it. Process, process it my brain on the fly. I can't even think of a rationale for doing that. For, for That's a big drop. That's not like going from eighth to... 14 you know correct uh but think about yeah, how, I'm, I'm but think about by that yeah. like as we watch these games and say at times wow that seems odd the statistical evidence is overwhelming that they yeah. are going away from one thing that kirk that kirk does well and and we all know that appealing to kirk's skills is a very smart thing yeah i i would love to uh kubiak talks today right i assume that'll come up in yeah, his press conference. Mean, my God, he's going to put you. He's not going to give you an answer. Yeah. He's going to tell you. Yeah, you know, no, no. Everybody now, the the other telltale sign of it just about being done is when everybody reverts to the, we got to go watch the film. Yeah, that's, that was the end of the Les. old standby. Yeah, that's, that, that was the telltale of the end of Les. We got to watch the film. Actually, yeah. and, and then, and then by today, it's we're moving on. We're moving on. No. Yeah. Hey, so you got a chance to watch that film against the Cowboys. Uh, can you break it down? Oh, no, you know what? Not really, because now we moved on to Baltimore. Monday, Wednesdays for watching film. Thursday, we're moving on. So you never, have to, you never have to address it. Yep. So there's um, never a time where you actually tell us what you bleeped up. I know. Yeah, I, uh, I, I just, that one was so bizarre, considering that I believe Dallas was 28th in pass defense coming into the game. Uh, 15th in scoring defense. Uh, you know, this was not one of the top five defenses they were facing in the NFL. And that secondary, yes, Diggs had had a lot of interceptions, but that was an area where you felt like you could attack them and should just not be able to do it either because scheme, play call, Kurt, offensive line, and, and and we we saw once again when that pressure comes up the middle from the center to guard it, it just Kurt just there's no um, rebuttal to that it, it, other than let's just check it down check it down get out and and the center had a tough time again um, I, I don't know how much more evidence they need there you know how is there not a a backup plan there like they. <sighs> I, well, he's a first round pick, right? I mean, they're I know, trying to make I, this they're trying to make this I'm thing with, work. It's, you're right, but but at But some you're point, right, Judd, you're right. At some point yeah. in time here, it's this is this is actively right now costing people their jobs. Mm-hmm. Like your yeah. your pride, your pride about well, Bradbury should work. He's three years in now, four years in? This is year four, correct? Okay. But he or is three. who he, three he is three. Thanks, Dex. Three. He yeah. is who he is. It's not changing. He's yeah. not big enough. He's not good enough. And, and he is being ragdoll. I mean, we've talked about this since his first year. And at that time, I think we all said he might improve. 
but he just gets ragdolled. He's tossed aside, and your quarterback, who who you know, can't handle that, and a lot of guys can't. In fairness, that's yeah, tough right, pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you have essentially set the system up to fail, and you're not doing a thing. And and your answer in the summer was to go trade for Mason Cole from the Cardinals, who is a better guard than center. So you really don't have a sufficient backup center. It's just uh, so many things about this don't make sense to me. Yeah. And it seemed like Oliudu had a tough time. How many penalties yeah. did he have? And just seemed like he had a tough night too. So yes. Um, you wonder how long before these receivers, we've kind of had them talk about, we can only run plays that have been called blah, blah, blah. If it becomes more vocal. Um, I, th- I think it did for one of them. I mean, the, Thielen was for him post game outspoken. Yeah, and, he, and you know Blake, his a- agent, uh, yes. basically threatened. He didn't do it, but he threatened to go off. And and I mean, a lot of what Blake knows comes from the what yeah, Paris knows has to come from yeah. his. Guys. And he has a lot of guys. He has Blake has a lot of guys on that team. Yeah, uh, as a, he's a rep. So sure. yeah, I mean, I don't even know where you start. <laughs> With the offense, I, I don't. I mean, it's – we keep talking about this every week. They have to change. They have to change. And it's just not – they're just not going to do it. And so – Correct. I mean, you feel like you're just – it's the same thing over and over and over. And it's – some some games it works, you know. If you face a bad team and you can get away with being conservative and run the ball and squeak by against Detroit or Carolina who are terrible. Right. And – when you when you're that conservative and you leave the door open, even a team that has a quarterback that has never played is going to come back because they have good players around. Cooper Rush, you know, it's like the end of that first half, Judd. I mean, that, that it just it's such a bad optics to look that chaotic and not sure what you're doing. And and I would love to know: Does Kirk really have autonomy to call timeouts there? Yeah. He should. He's thirty. How he's thirty? Whatever you quarterback. Look, 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 Chip. We we have covered the sporting team for a long time. We know we know exactly what guys can and, and can't do. Right, quarterbacks. Yes. Okay, short of Brady and Manning and Favre, you are not allowed ordinarily, ordinarily, to full on audible out of a play. Like you'll get in big trouble. You have checks. So you can Correct. check to plays, but, but, you know, going back to the Childress, uh, his time here, we talked to Bevel about this. We talked to Brad about this. It is unusual unless you are a hall of famer for a quarterback to get to the line of scrimmage, say, I don't like any of the checks I can go to. I am changing everything that gets mm-hmm. you in trouble, but you do have checks to go to. And you can use timeouts. So, like, that yes. is the most ridiculous thing across the the board. And it traces back to one thing. It traces back to the fact that Mike doesn't trust Kirk. Kirk do- does not trust Mike. And the relationship between, you know, two of the most important people in the entire franchise doesn't work. It's just, it's it's fractured beyond repair, and they can meet all they want, and it doesn't matter. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, you tell us that you're meeting every Thursday to go over. Well, did you not go over this scenario? Like, Two-minute drill, time's running down. Just I mean, stop the clock. I know. Like I just, not I, a, you're not doing anything like, oh, my God, he changed everything. You're stopping the clock. 
well, okay, if your quarterback's not doing it, even if he has the opportunity, then why is the coaching staff doing it? When it's when it's just guys are running around, they don't not sure what they're doing, and you're just letting time. I just can't. Yeah, it's it's mind boggling, mind boggling. Enough bad news for now. Before we transition, <laughs> I want to talk about something that makes Chip and I very happy. And no, it has nothing to do with the Vikings. It is Surly Furious IPA. It is the beer of champions. It is the beer of the weekend. It is the beer of football. In fact, it's Thursday, so we're kicking off, pun intended, the football weekend. And if Surly Furious is not in your fridge right now, what are you doing? Chip Scoggins, I bet you have run to your store to get some. I'm stocked up, Judd. Don't you never have to worry about me being that, stocked I, up. I, you know, I, I won't worry again. Surly Furious. <laughs> Don't settle. Get surly. So what's your feeling here, Chip? Like, I, I mean, I, I have expected him to go to Baltimore and play and put up points because Kirk's so defiant. Mike is so defiant. Uh, but I do, but I do think that this is beyond repair now. I don't think anything saves Mike's job. And I guess my question, and it's not been broached a lot yet, is what's Rick's job status? I'm not convinced he's gone, but I also am not completely convinced that he's safe. No, I I I don't. I was talking to somebody about this the other day, Judd. This sort of to me feels like the last year of Garden Hire, where you have a coach who's who's coach manager, had some success, you've had a good run, but it's just kind of becomes stale and you, you sort of wonder like, where's this going? Right. Um, and so what we don't know is do the Wills view this as a team or as individuals in terms of Zimmer Spielman? Right. Um, is it a, 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 as a team, a package? Like if you're going to make a change, do you sort of make a change or do you really make a change fundamentally philosophically and just go an entirely new direction? I don't know that. I mean, I, haven't spent time around the wills. Uh, so I, 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 you know, we, we don't see him because we didn't, I guess some people saw him coming out, <laughs> Ziggy coming out of the locker room the other night and he looked pretty dejected, but um, I don't know. It's a, I don't think, I don't, I will say this. We're dumping on Zimmer a lot and he's catching a lot of heat. We have to look at the personnel too. Mm-hmm. We have to look at personnel mistakes and how they've gotten in this situation. So I don't think you can just divorce Spielman from, from this situation say, well, the personnel is great. It's just bad coaching that they're three and four. No, I, I don't think that's the right answer either. So, um, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. And, you know, I don't, I don't think unless something really happens, I don't think there'll be a change mid season. Um, I don't, I just don't know that you would get the desired effect out of that. I think this team will be kind of a roller coaster all the way through to where they'll win a couple games. And you're like, okay, they're not bad, you know? And then, Correct. Uh, and then they'll have moments where they look like the other night. So, um, but I don't think there'll be a change in, in midseason. Um, and they'll, they're weird enough that you're right. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't pick them to go win this weekend, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if they went there and played well either. Exactly. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and Kirk plays well and they score some points this time um, because that's how this franchise and, this team goes they're up they're down they're up they're down i think so i think to go back to rick i think the the important thing to discuss there from the wilfs standpoint too is not like you know is rick culpable for for the disappointment so far of being three and four clearly he is but i think the most important thing is this is this 
Mike's gone. You're going to have to get a new coach. And that coach is probably going to decide on the quarterback. It it might be Kirk. It might not be. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But do the most important question I have going forward when it comes to Spielman's employment is, A, do I want him and trust him to pick the next coach? And and B, how much do I want possibly a different um, GM coach tandem in place to pick the QB? Because I will say some of it's bad luck and some of it's bad decisions. Rick has never hit on the quarterback. And that at some point in time, you can't be be like, well, I mean, it's a position. It's hard. I understand it's hard, but some teams do and some teams don't. So I really think the discussion of Rick's employment is not what he's done right or wrong in the past. It's do you trust him to pick people going forward who are the right people and essentially uh, reboot or update this franchise because it needs an update. Yeah, and it's it's because you're you're talking about the two most important decisions a GM has to make: who's your coach, who's your quarterback, right? Everything else you're going to have hits and misses on, and but those are the two most important uh, hires, so to speak, that you, that you make. I, I the thing you I think the Wills would have to sit down and ask themselves is we've been on this path for, you know, a long time, relatively speaking, in the NFL to have this kind of, you know, continuity and stability. If they're sitting there and say, do we just want something different? Uh, Mm -hmm. Something fresh, a fresh set of eyes, a fresh perspective, you know, someone who can hire the coach they want, figure out the quarterback situation. Um. Obviously, they they like Spielman and trust him because he wouldn't be in that position this long without it, you know. Um, and, and so, I don't know. I, I I I've thought all along that it's a package that that Zimmer and Spielman are, are you know connected. So we've we've heard enough of Zimmer comments starting in training camp where he's talked about the personnel where you felt like <laughs> the oh, path is is yeah. is going on separate paths there. But but yeah. do this. But do the wills view it that way i don't know i'd be very tempted so they like rick they trust rick i, I mean hell rick not only survived three and 13 he got promoted to gm off of that um but with where this league is gone now and and your next guy i think has to be an offensive guy it, it's it, it will be. be it will be yeah for and sure. it will be yeah because you always do the, the opposite of what you did last so you know, my question is, do I trust Rick to go and identify that person? And I, you know, I'm sorry, but at this point in time, his resume here of quarterback choices, yeah, you know, has not worked. And that has to be, and, and Teddy was bad luck, but Ponder was not. And Kirk Cousins, no matter what he's done statistically, was supposed to get you to the top of that mountain. And he has not come close. So I can't ignore that when it comes to Rick. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if it me personally, I think if you're going to start over, just start over, right? I mean, have a fresh everything, and and try to attack it that way. Uh, you know, again, we'll have to see what this, you know, what does Will think on that? But yeah, it's it's um, some of the quarterback stuff is, you know, he can help Teddy's injury and and how that altered it. But I don't know that Teddy was going to be the quarterback to lead you to the Maybe championship. Not. Yeah, I mean, we'll never know, obviously, but uh, I don't know that he was going to do or fulfill what they what they thought, you know. Um, 
So, but it's uh, it's going to be an interesting closing stretch here of games to see how they play, what kind of tension is there in the organization, what kind of because uh, this is, I, I got to imagine this was a stressful week in that building. Yes, yes, and and I have to think that if Thielen, who's the ultimate team guy, is clearly not happy with things that Jefferson has to be yeah. at least skewing towards that. And, and I mean, that's the type of guy that I don't, you know, there's no reason to create Stefan Diggs 2.0 chip. Well, and here's the thing. We know how much of a competitor Justin Jefferson is, right? Yeah. So Justin, are you going to be happy with four targets on a Sunday night primetime when CD lamb is going crazy and all these Cowboys receivers are going crazy and making big plays and you're going to get targeted four times less than CJ ham. Are you going to be happy with that? I mean, I, I just can't for the life of me understand how you target him four times. Well, and and with the script, you went to him early and it worked. Yes. And Trayvon Diggs, if I'm not mistaken here, took two penalties against him because Trayvon Diggs couldn't cover him. Mm-hmm. And you abandoned it because there was pressure. And then your quarterback checked it down. And then you – and and – I will say, I will say this, and we we uh, certainly could discuss this on a future episode as well. Um, halftime adjustments that that whole cliche is is blown out of proportion, but the lack of in game adjustments is not. Yeah. This team does not make in game adjustments. No, it is Dallas well, did. They talked about that. Dallas Dallas yeah. surprised the Vikings with adjustments they made. The Vikings again. Once the script expired, it, it was like, yeah, I don't really know what to do here. That's a problem. Well, that's the thing. Look at the scoring after the script. And I wish I, I saw somebody do the numbers, the score. And maybe it was Mackey, the scoring by quarters um, and how it just drops off. And it's like that right there is the definition of in-game adjustments. Correct. Be, being able to uh, identify what, how you can attack them, how they're defense, you know, covering all those things and, and to not be able to counter yeah. that. Um, it's, it's, it's glaring. And so, you know, Zimmer, I think that's why Zimmer talked about a well, script coming out of the halftime. It's like, you know, it, it just, I, I, I think you're seeing a coordinator who's trying to figure this thing out on the fly. And it's just, this is a bad year for Zimmer to be having that situation. It's inexcusable. Yeah. It, it's it, it's unworkable. Like to put yourself to know that that you were going into a make or break, you have to make a run season, and to be like, oh, the coordinator is just a young kid. We'll see how he does. Is inexcusable. Because Judd, what did we hear all offseason? Offense was good, top ten. Everything's good there. Let's just re- repeat that. We got to fix the defense. It's like we kept saying you had a lot of yards, but you weren't top ten in scoring. So it wasn't like right. this was a great offense. Right. I think they they overinflated how good that offense was last year. And play action work though, and now you're not doing it. Yeah, so like that you're, one, you're actually going backwards. You're doing things that don't make sense. So that one blows my mind, Judd. I would love to hear the, the reason on that. All right, Chip. Great stuff. Purple access. Don't forget, if you have not been to your local liquor store, you gotta go today because it's a football weekend. Surly Brewing, of course, is our sponsor here at uh, Purple Access Purple Dailies. Surly Furious is the favorite of Chip Scoggins and yours truly. And also, if you're not watching football on a TCL TV, you're doing it wrong. Best place to watch football from the comfort of your couch, a surly in your hand, and a TCL hanging from the wall. TCL, enjoy more. Chip, we'll talk to you next week.